This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. And today on the show, we've got must-hear music with Billboard's deputy editor, Digital Joe Lynch. As always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. But first, before we get started with the must-hear music, if you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your other favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And, um... If you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, you can go to Billboard.com and click on the podcast tab and just lose yourself in all of our various podcasts. There's more than just Pop Shop. There are many, many others. Um, so anyways, today on Must Hear Music, Joe and the gang will be chatting about new tunes from Casey Musgraves, Jack White, who just debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with his latest album, Boarding House Reach, and... The Weeknd, who is aiming to bump Jack White from number one next week with his latest effort, My Dear Melancholy. So let's get into it with Must Hear Music. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch and I'm here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Jason Lipschutz. What's up? Hey. Man. Um, we got, I, I think we have a really good show today. Think so? I think usually I we've think so got too. just like crap, just like complete oh, trash. Boy. This yeah. is a solid one. There's good stuff here. Must hear pod trash. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> we need sound Blocked effects. and reported. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, God, I don't even know what to start with. I guess let's start with, uh, let's talk about The weekend. So yeah. okay. that's the, the newest project that's out, The weekend Surprise EP. Uh, my dear melancholy, comma. comma. It's my favorite part of the that. title. I, anytime there's an album like you know, like Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" with a period in there, mm-hmm. but like, or like David Bowie's "Heroes" technically has quote yes. marks around "Heroes." Like, I love that. Like, Same. just really annoying things that, and then when you see it in a sentence, you have to like be like, actually, there should be a comma there. Or uh-huh. It's not correct. The grammar, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the comma I love especially because it makes the EP seem like a letter. Like the whole thing is a letter. I assume that there'll be a follow-up EP that will we'll have a period. Be the rest of the thoughts. Yeah, oh. that's my conspiracy theory. I was always kind of sad because the the one Kendrick. Remember when Damn came out and everybody thought it was part one of two? Yeah, yeah. And, and people thought that's the, the second craziest part, fan theory ever. Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. Well, th- and people thought that the um, 
the second part was going to be called Nation. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so awesome. That <laughs> great, yeah. And uh, alas, it didn't happen. Maybe his next album will be called Nation. Too late. I think yeah. too much time has passed. Um, but okay, so Jason, you, you wanted to talk about this. Specifically, Hurt the My you. Dear Melancholy track, Try Me. No, that's absolutely not true. Wait, what? Which one did you say then? <laughs> uh, um, Hurt You. Did you? Oh, yeah, you did. All right. Just kidding then. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I can talk about I, I kind of wanted to talk about the whole project. Yeah, let's just talk yeah. about the whole thing. Um, I really enjoy these six songs. Like, I, I, yes. I, Me too. I think I, I enjoy it. these more than it's comparable to beauty behind the madness to me, but with Starboy, I think he kind of entered a, a, a phase where that, that had some good music, but wasn't really lyrically interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I liked, repetitive. yeah. And I think I thought that it, it just kind of seemed like a victory lap after beauty behind the madness. It yeah. came out like a little over a year after, and he was still, you know, running, riding high off those successes. This seems like a good, like pivot to me. Like, it's like a, like a broken hearted six songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I wish it was a little bit longer. I, I, I put, um, what, which one did I pick? Hurt you. Now Hurt I, you uh, now I can. <laughs> Gazaffel Stein. Gazaffel Stein. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like I, I picked this one because it's easy to forget how great, uh, the weekend's voice is because, yeah. you know, when, when he works with like Daft Punk and, um, he has kind of this maximalist production. Uh, it can get lost a little sometimes. And with a song like this, like the first verse to me is just like, Oh my God, like what a great reminder that this dude Mm -hmm. can really sing. It just sounds beautiful. And, um, yeah, I mean, just a, a great pop song. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really, I really dig the whole thing. And, um, I think it's like, like I said, like a good left turn for him after kind of shimmying his way over two albums and, you know, obviously darker themes sometimes on those albums, but kind of a, a similar vibe for the most part. This is definitely cool. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> to be that person, like my favorite weekend release is still House of Balloons. Like, yeah, me just, too, like, me too. The weekend that I love and prefer. So to have him go back to like the more moody, atmospheric, yeah. And, like, kind of, like, outsidery, like, kind of shattered soul-type lyrics, I just think is, like, yeah. it's kind of more, I, you know, and I hate to say, like, what I want from an artist, but that's more what, like, connects, what I connect with mm-hmm. from him. Yeah. Um, And I just also think it is more interesting. I agree. I think the Starboy was, you know, obviously had some great songs, but it was overall kind of scattershot. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. There was yeah. a lot going on and maybe too much. Um, yeah, and this is like so concise and focused that, yeah, it ends in you're like, I want more. I just want to listen to it over and over. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Special shout out to My Dick is Still an Option, the, uh, the best <laughs> lyric on the project. So changing my Twitter bio to that ASAP <laughs> once this podcast ends. And, and, that's, and that's when we have a talk, Joe, about Joe. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what what do you think, Lizzie? Um, yeah, I mean, for all the reasons that both of you just said, I, I'm really a big fan of this. Um, I like that he's I, like at one point he became very known for his like sexually aggressive lyrics, mm-hmm. yeah. and you still get that here, but it's a softer side of him. Yeah. Like you're also seeing like, oh, like he can also be hurt, um, yeah, and sing about it, which is cool. I I brought this up in a meeting earlier. I would love to do a poll because I don't know if this first song is about uh, Selena or Bella. Yeah. And I'm hearing mixed reviews. <laughs> um, Listeners, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, it, I, and to your point in terms of, um, 
the the heartbreak it, it does seem like it, it kind of reminds me of um futures ds2 a little bit in in a sense like that was him coming after his breakup with sierra and the whole vibe of that is just like very like guarded like screw love like yeah. i'm pissed off but i'm you know it, it kind of it kind of feels like that a little bit um just more there's some anger obviously um but there's also like some self-preservation that is really interesting to me so yeah that's a good mm-hmm. good analogy all right, well, let's listen to uh, Weekend Hurt You. <laughs> Got it right this time. Um, <clears throat> from his new EP, My Dear Melancholy, comma. That was New Weekend. Uh, let's pivot to... what? Oh, yeah, another another great release that came out uh, today. New Casey Musgraves. Casey. Billboard cover star. Uh, album is called Golden Hour. And the song I picked is High Horse, mm-hmm. which I'm early contender for my song of the summer. I'm just, like, in Ooh. love with this song. That. It's so okay. good. Um, I've always liked Casey Musgraves. I mean, she obviously made a... Pretty big splash with her first album. Uh, Pageant material was good. I think it was a little more of the same. And on this one, she's really third album, uh, Golden Hour, branching out into a variety of styles, even kind of beyond country. I mean, um, High Horse specifically is very, like, kind of dance, vaguely disco-influenced. You know, this is... uh, It's very pop. You know, it's not quite as pop as Marin Morris teaming up with Zed. Uh, there's still some banjos oh. in the background, uh, but it is a very like sprightly, um, just joyous pop song, and the lyrics are just like such a smart kiss off to people who kind of walk into any situation and assume that they're the smartest and yeah. always have the correct answer. <laughs> Jason is pointing. <laughs> now out. I well, know I am the like smartest it. and I have the correct answer. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and just you know, people who are do like, you, do you like how? Uh, I mean, do you like like the the secret intro? You have to rewind. It says, "This is about you, Joe Lynch." I, I did like that. Like yeah, that I was part? pretty personally <laughs> yeah. flattered by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is also weird because we've never met. But yeah. I mean, uh, she's right. So sure. Um, but yeah, and also uh, shout out uh, Natalie Weiner, who used to be on this podcast quite oh, a yeah. bit, wrote yeah. the current Billboard cover story, which is a great Casey Musgraves profile interview. She so, managed to fit in a Friday Night Lights. Uh, headline which is yeah. fantastic I'm you know surprised. that actually was not her shockingly what? enough i know i know that wow was, that was not her that it's came incredibly up incredibly on brand for her yeah i was expecting it the headline considering it was natalie's to be like casey musgraves body party <laughs> <laughs> See, if you know all, natalie you will imagine? not stop talking about sierra yeah ever really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if what if the headline was like Casey Musgraves and the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> anyway, this is just yeah, Natalie getting Weiner way too insidery. Right. Um, but anyways, what did you guys think of High Horse? Go ahead. Go ahead um, I mean, I liked it. So when I listened to it, the album hadn't been out yet, and I liked it far better than the two singles she put out, just mm-hmm. because it was a little more up tempo, a little more fun. Um, I don't know. I'm still like Jason said when we talked about her last. I think I need to see her live to really like 
solidify any fandom for her. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover story did help because I feel like I just know a little bit more about her now. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about her music that isn't necessarily for me. All right. Damn. Yeah. I'm I, sorry, I remember I was the we talked about uh, Space Cowboy and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. go. I was like all in. I was like, yo, Casey forever. And <laughs> Joe was like. I don't know. I know. Look at him now. I know. Now look at this crazy turnaround. I was Uh, wrong. I was wrong, Jason. What can I say? Um, But yeah, great album. Uh, I I, I like High Horse. The the one that um, Tom Bryan uh, really uh, dissected in his uh, Stereo Gum review, uh, either today or yesterday, was Oh, What a World. And damn, that song's awesome. That song is so... It's like very like... There's like vocoder, but also banjo. And it's like... So good. I'm all <laughs> about Yeah. Oh what a world. I I mean, just a tremendous song. But yeah, the whole album's great. It's like I I I my my hot take about this mm-hmm. is that this is the album that like really scratches my Taylor Swift Speak Now itch. Which that makes is sense like to me. Yeah. I, I can see that. My favorite Taylor album, like and one that she never really like she'll never co- go back to sounding like that. So like like maybe at some point uh, it, that just towed, she's got a long life ahead of her. Yeah, you know, no, but just but that's that towed the line so beautifully between country and pop, and I feel like this is yeah. kind of does the same thing. So yes, yeah, I it does. That, that was my first thought too. Yeah, but so do you think now her next album will be electro pop? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Max yeah. Martin. Pretty I don't know. Well, the, that'd the, be crazy. The thing the thing is though that like everybody's like, is Casey Musgraves the next Taylor Swift? And like. The big difference is is commercial appeal. Like yeah. Casey Musgraves has never really had like a crossover single. Um, she's never had like a huge selling album. I don't think this will be either. Mm-hmm. I think that this might be a little bit bigger just because the mm-hmm. reviews have been so rapturous. But like, yeah, she still doesn't have like a hit single from this album. It's re- I mean, it's interesting, and that's not a knock against her. Mm-hmm. It's just like I think they're two different stories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's listen to some of it. Uh, Casey Musgraves' song is High Horse. That was new Casey. Uh, Lindsay, I know you've been itching to talk Jack White oh, yeah. for quite some time. She's, she's just been like rocking in her head. <laughs> like, when are we talking about Jack? Um, so Jack, Jackie yes. Boy, uh, Jackie which Boy. which songs did you pick? The, um, all the ones, yes, the entire album. No, but um, which ones came out with the album? I think it was Get in the Mineshaft and then What's Done is Done. Which I think is the most White Stripes-esque of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what's the album called again? Boarding, Boarding House Reach. Boarding House Reach. Okay. The, Boarding... al- the album title, eh. Album artwork, eh. Yeah. Album overall, little above eh. <laughs> some of the songs, I really do stand by some of the songs on I, it. I love some of the songs yeah. on it. Um, some of them I really dislike. Yes. Um. But I, I think we, we've kind of talked about this, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about it again, though. Let's do it. Into yeah. microphones. Um, I do appreciate that, you know, he kind of, with his first two solo albums, it was a little bit, it was similar to White Stripes with a little less garage rock, more mm-hmm. blues rock leaning. 
And especially when the second solo album came out, I was kind of like, this is more like the first, but not anything different. And I appreciate that there's a lot of like experimentation on this. We've yes, got totally synthesizers. Same. We have him kind of rapping, some spoken word, Tom yeah. Waitsy stuff. Um, it's like, and it doesn't always work. Um, right. Some of it works. For, I, I would have to say the synthesizer stuff works a lot better than I would expect. Um, I would agree. The spoken word things are just like sort of unbearable. Um, <laughs> but, but it is, it's interesting. I mean, it is. And I don't know. I can respect and admire when an artist wants to do something different, especially someone like Jack White, who's been around for so long where like he deserves to make this album if he wants. Yeah. And when you and I saw him live, like the biggest thing that I took away from that show is just, he seems like happy. <laughs> yes. Like his whole thing and like part of why I've been a huge fan of him is this mystique and this persona that he always portrays. And that was just kind of gone when he was mm-hmm. performing on Friday, the day the album came out. And I just feel like after the interviews I've read with him too, like he seems to be at a point where he's kind of like, well, like fuck it. Like I'm at whatever point in my life where I want to put out an experimental album. I used to shit on um, Pro Tools and now I wanted mm-hmm. to use it. Like he just doesn't care anymore in a refreshing way kind of yeah and that was an incredible show it, yes, that was, was so, so he good. is just like one of the best live rock acts i completely agree um and i was surprised too that a lot of the when he did like some of the stripe stuff he would incorporate the newer sounds into it and it worked surprisingly well yeah. like he did ball and biscuit the like eight minute elephant workout yep. with like a synthesizer in the background and it sounded fantastic yeah even um like lazaretto some of his older solo stuff he reworked I don't, like it was a very smart show um mm-hmm. in terms of finding a way to make the songs off of his new album like fit in with his catalog well yeah and vice versa but jason yeah i forgot about what's jason. up wow. <laughs> wait jason's here still I'm oh still okay here. yeah um so I didn't know you went to the show. That's cool. I did. It was it was amazing. He's great live. Uh, so I mean, I feel like I have a barometer for artists that take themselves too seriously, mm-hmm. and I feel like it goes way off with <laughs> Jack White. So like, just personally, like I I never really get there i mean Mm -hmm. i i enjoy somewhat like i i i have like white blood cells that's a great album i really like um, like i like that album that came out 15 years ago 15 years ago (laughs) i i actually really like um some of like the white stripes later singles a lot i think they're actually a little underrated at this point um i don't really i I never really uh listened to his solo stuff i mean i i listened when it came out but i never really returned Mm. to it yeah this is sort of I don't know. He just, he, it doesn't, he's not like fun. Like, I just want like him to have like more fun. And he was having should... so much fun though. He he's, was, uh, he was all smiled. smiles. Well, that's great that he smiled. But like, I don't know, like he, it, like from what I've experienced of just like these spoken word, like, like shoutings and I don't know. I just, I, I can't mess with that. I mean. You think he should take a few cues from LMFAO? You know, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh my god, get a little more party that. rock. Yeah. I mean, there was the one t- like my favorite thing that he's done in the past like five years is he made like that record store day single with Insane Clown Posse, and it, yes. the song was awful. <laughs> but like, and that it was, was a like, Mozart a song, thing. a yeah. Mozart joke song. Yeah, yeah, and like that was like a funny thing. I was like, all right, cool. But like, I don't know, like his just his whole vibe, I just like can't personally mess with. And I, I, I get it. Like he's like this 
virtuoso as a as a musician and i respect the fact that he's doing his whole his own thing but like mm. just listening to this out like i listened to that song over and over and with the with the it's, it's like the chorus of like over and over yeah and i was like oh, i like that i can't i can't take this i'm also guys. trying to figure out so he has a song um on and on and on and i feel like that has to be connected to over and over and over <laughs> I just don't know. Maybe he's just running out of song titles. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's. I, it. I mean, best best of luck to Jack White. I guess that's my. I guess he, that's he my needs thing. Your luck. You don't sound like. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> like, it, it's just not for me. Like, I, I. That's totally fair. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Especially this album. Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot. All right. Well, let's listen to. Uh, uh, fuck, which one? Mineshaft. What is it called again? Um, get in the mine. Get in. Mind shaft. Get, <laughs> get in mind shaft. <laughs> I think it's get in the mind shaft. I don't know. Whatever. Usually I have it in front of me and I, 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 I didn't write down. them down. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's listen to it. Jack White, get in the mind shaft. <laughs> That was new Jack White's. Um, let us do uh, the new Cardi B. So, Jason, new Cardi B, be careful. New Cardi B, be careful. Oh. Um, what you did there. Yeah. So this is, well, I'll, I'm just going to start talking about it. This okay. song is awesome. Like, wow. I, it's just, it's just like, so it, like, it's, she sings a little bit and that's yeah. kind of fun. Um, but just like the lyrics are an incredible, just like very like serious, um, but not like desperate kind of like you're you've been messing around behind my back. Like I'm aware of it, and like stop doing it. Like this is wh- what did she say? It's like this isn't a threat, but it's a, a warning. warning. It's a warning. Yeah. yeah, that's such a good line. Yeah, the lyrics are very smart. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so her album comes out next week. Yeah, it's very exciting. Invasion of privacy. So the thing, so here's my take on this song. Mm-hmm. I don't like it that much, but <laughs> all right, so wow. you wouldn't I'm call just it must crapping on everything. <laughs> no, it, it, I think it is because it's likable enough because of her. Like I, I think that more than anything, anything like this really does kind of solidify her as a star in my eyes because she's so likable and she's so yeah. like engaging on this song. I don't think the song itself is that great but like she really powers it to this point where you're just like yeah like all the like the lyrics are really smart like i i i think the song itself is just like a little like ah, you know like you feel like betrayed by a guy and Mm -hmm. she's talking about like but like i don't think i don't think the beat is like that like incredible but uh, anyway i i really love her performance on this song and i'm just like whoa like Cardi is like even even in this totally different style than like a party Bardier Cardi or Bodak Yellow like yeah. totally really like fascinating to me so yeah yeah I also expected like a harder beat or just yeah. something more to it um my roommate Alexa and I listened last night at midnight and we we're both mm-hmm. just kind of like eh. um but after listening a few more times today it's it's definitely grown on me like I think I yeah. would revisit it I can see myself listening to it um but it makes me intrigued for the album. Yeah. 
Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. Because it's not like she could do a full album of Bodak Yellow. Like exactly. that would right. be, yeah. That would be a lot, too. Um, yeah. So songs like this are kind of a given, but... Well, and that's what I kind of, you know, what you were saying. I appreciate that she is, like, pretty stylistically diverse. I mean, there are people, uh, for instance, the group uh, that her boyfriend is in uh, might put out an album where every song sounds exactly the same stylistically. Oh, get out of here. What? I mean, I that's love that album, but, like, it, 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 like, their albums do, like, it's just kind of like, all right, this is the sound, and we're sticking with it for the next 35 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate uh, that she really has taken some like kind of stylistic uh, detours mm-hmm. so far from what we've heard. I also like the my last point is just that someone like Cardi, who's such a personality and like comes across so strong and confident on this song, is also like, but like, be careful with me. Like mm-hmm. she, I think she even says like, I am fragile. She's like, if I'm a package, I would have be fragile stamped on it, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Same, but <laughs> all of us, but. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of interesting and unexpected to hear from someone like her mm-hmm. who online portrays a very like can't mess around with me. Actually, I feel like the Do you disagree? the sense I get of her on Twitter is just that she farts a lot. <laughs> like have you do you follow her on Twitter? Like yeah. she's constantly <laughs> tweeting about farting. And I mean, you know, that's the I mean, power to her. Yeah, yeah. I well, like that. it. It all goes back to confidence with her. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why this song is important. Um, so I just have this idea of her as like a, a pretty gassy person. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. Uh, you do you. On that note, let's listen to some of Be Careful. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cardi B, Be Careful. Here we go. love you instead. I guess not, though. Blame, disrespect. You nothing like the nigga I met. Talk to me crazy and you quick to forget. You even got me tripping. You got me looking in the mirror different. Thinking I'm flawed because you inconsistent. Between a rock and a hard place, the mud and the dirt is gone. Hurt me to hate you, but loving you's worse. It all stopped so abrupt. You started switching it up. Teach me to be like you so I cannot give a fuck. Free to mess with someone else. I wish these All right. Uh, that's new Cardi B. Uh, next and certainly, next, last and certainly not least is Sean Mendez. Uh, this is my pick, Lost in Japan. Yeah. Um, I love That's that he one. covered that Kanye West Bon Iver song where he's like, I'm lost in Japan. Dun, 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 dun. Um, we haven't made it through a podcast in a long time without something like that happening from one of you. <laughs> she yeah. said I've with never disgust. <laughs> yeah, that that really will be like the next the next real like step for this podcast is when Lindsay starts singing on it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That'll be huge. Years away. Years away. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. So yeah, so Sean Mendes, uh, lost in Japan. And he also had another new song in, in my like, blood, in my blood. So in my oh, blood yeah. is the more like King traditional Sean Mendes, like kind of, you know, rock, uh, song yeah. and it's good. I think it's good. Um, I much prefer lost in Japan. I think he's kind of doing this, a uh, little bit alternative R&B, a little bit kind of like 80s smooth, like adult contemporary thing. Yeah. Um, and it's very like compelling. It's pretty beautiful. Uh, it's nice to hear him. I mean, he's what, 19 now? The lyrics are a little more grown up for him. He's talking about like flying out to meet up someone in, with someone in a hotel room. I mean, you know, just like... A friend. Just, just a friend. Yeah, exactly. Just so they just can play charades or <laughs> yeah. connect four or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
probably Monopoly. It's lonely on the road, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to hear him grow up a little bit. And also, I think musically, you know, I don't know if, like, I want a, a full Shawn Mendes album of this sound, but um, I like hearing him veer into a little kind of, I don't know, more... I don't know. I guess just something like, different. It's a little funky. Like it's the a little bass funky. Undertones yeah. are kind of funky. Yeah, it's a little funky. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. It reminds me of like kind of eighties light funk in yeah. a good way. I would agree. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of it? I like this song. Um, I like the notion that, like, you can tell he's like a younger gentleman by being like, "I'll fly to you in Japan." I feel like a lot of times you hear men singing on songs like i'll fly you out to me do you like Mm -hmm. that's me looking into it a lot no i think that's a very good point i Um, really really like this take a lot this is great (laughs) he's putting himself up there yeah he's more okay he hasn't been jaded by the world (laughs) and he is a gentleman he is he's a um but yeah no that's something i noticed like that's i don't know a narrative that is not as often heard i think um so I appreciated that. He's a polite young Canadian. Definitely. Is what he is. Yes, that's the point I'm making here. Um, but yes, I'll the song fly is out very to Japan, enjoyable. Eh? Never mind. I'm no, no. <laughs> his far. youth plus his Canadian citizenship. <laughs> How to be a gentleman? Has be really young and like, Canadian. The the verbs in this song of like you, I'll fly to you instead of you. Anyway, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, but yes, I like this song a lot. I like it better than In My Blood. In My Blood, I would almost compare to Ed Sheeran's um, Castle on a Hill. Yep. Like this like surging pop rock mm-hmm. song, um, which is good, but this is different from him, which makes yeah. it a little more notable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I... So, I don't think you guys were here. Uh, we heard some... They. they uh, I know. I really wanted to go, but played I was some too new busy. Music, so, including In My Blood and, and uh, Lost in Japan. And during that listening, and we heard a couple m- more new songs, I just realized, like, like I think Shawn Mendes is just, like, my favorite of all of these kind of, like, younger oh, wow. male, like, pop rock singer-songwriters. Like, I, I've always... I think he's in it for the long run. Yeah, sure. I just think... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of his, but, like, he's just so great. Like, he's... Uh, I, he has some, like... I, I would say, like, a half dozen, like very good songs like in terms of yeah. or very good singles yeah, and, i mean there's nothing holding me back is actually like one of my favorite songs yeah of that year. yeah he like, is very good genuinely yeah. really like it lost in japan in my blood i like them both i think they're both mm-hmm. great i don't really have that much else to say go sean mendez <laughs> i hope that <laughs> like sean but mendez. but i guess i guess what i would say is i feel like especially because of his age aside from being more <laughs> of a gentleman i don't think he is taken as seriously by critics um, especially, yeah. And especially because of like the genre in which he operates, yeah. like no, like critics don't really take, you know, like that kind of pop rock mm-hmm. super duper seriously when it comes from a, even like Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, like critics have like grappled with mm-hmm. because he's so enormous at this point. But like, yeah. you know, there weren't like critical he slimmed down a little bit. <laughs> 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 yes, that I clearly meant physically <laughs> enormous, but I don't think critics are really like analyzing Sean Mendez <laughs> to that degree yet. But I think that they should. So thin. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, I'm, I'm done. That's it for me. Let's just listen to in my or in my blood, Lost in Japan. Yeah, let's listen yeah. to Lost in Japan. So new Sean Mendez, Lost in Japan. Get you off my mind. Can't get you off my mind. I can't seem to get you off my mind. Yeah. 
Right. That was Sean Mendez, Lost in Japan. Uh, the, the only one thing I feel like, you know, we're praising Sean Mendez correctly, but like he needs a good fan army name. Like, isn't it just like Mendez Army? Like, what are his fans called? I'm sure we'll hear from listeners. I'm, yeah, we're probably missing it. I feel like they. I have no they idea. Need, like, Shawnees. Shawnees. <laughs> fan armies like is something I I don't understand still. Like, I want to read an oral history of the fan army as a whole. When yeah. when did it start? Did it start with Twitter? I think it's just like a. I, I mean, obviously, I like mean, of course there've been fan clubs right. for yeah. musicians for a long time. But I mean, yeah, I think social media allowed the idea of like this army of fans. I like how so that's sad. the one thing about Sean Mendes <laughs> <laughs> that bothers. That's the, the only one? problematic thing about him. <laughs> army name. It's hard to find something that no. is bothersome about him. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I like when they're like based on like a song or album. So like if they were like. The Stitches. That'd be cool. I'm a stitch. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> the, you guys aren't, yeah. <laughs> guys aren't sold on that. Anyway. Nope, not at all. Are um, we out of songs? Yeah, we are we're out, out of songs. songs. Yeah. But wow. uh, that, was, that was a good one. I like all those, yeah, those things we talked fun. about. Um, do you guys have any anything else running around, bouncing around your brains? Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, I don't know, Friday afternoon is There's when we're recording this, and I guess it's just, yeah, complete blank slates up there. <laughs> um, all right, well, thank you for listening. If you have any recommendations for what we should uh, talk about in the upcoming weeks, let or us know. recommendations about Sean Mendez fan names. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Mendicants. That's my What? Suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's no. what's going to take off. Um, all right, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.